Hey folks, good evening and welcome. It's our third birthday, so we're having a wee party here um, at Rugudur's Central. Well, not very central, we're scattered across uh, central Scotland. Um, you may see see that one of our brethren isn't here tonight, Jeff, um, has come down with a lurgy, I believe. Hopefully not the Rona. Um, or it, maybe he's been out celebrating too much. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> so anyway, we're here with our usual roundup of uh, beer and comics. So I'm Colin Maxwell. Um, to your left is Andrew from Kingdom Comics. And over um, on your right is David from Glass City Comics. So, Hello. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hello, Colin. Not too bad, thank you. First off, apologies for my volumes are all over the place tonight so i'm trying to get a wee bit more volume going that's okay andrew is taking over the uh, the, the technical side of things and he's uh, rushing to get things on yeah that's okay. all sorts of trouble all sorts of trouble getting on that's why we're 15 minutes late it's all down to me My no no no, no no not at all i'm not meaning that in the slightest no no it, it absolutely was i said i'll be honest with you guys um I, th I thought i'd be able to get on really really quickly so when jeff said he couldn't jeff gave us loads of notice that he wasn't feeling very well, seven o'clock. And I was like, I'll watch an episode of Peacemaker and then I'll go and switch on. <laughs> At which point I find out, you know, quarter to eight, saunters through, um, find out I can't get online. And then it's been, yeah, 20 minutes of, of rushing about like a maddo. Never mind that. Was Peacemaker any good? Are you enjoying that series? I'm enjoying it immensely, but then it's, it's, a, it's James Gunn and I've I've got a pretty puerile sense of humour. You know, I used to love the young ones when I was a grown up and. and um, you know, Red Blazing Saddles, uh, South Park, the basketball movie, just anything that's got really, really puerile humour. Yeah. You know, Kevin Smith movies and stuff like this. I'm a sucker for that. And um, and the Peacemaker TV show is cheesy and puerile and very, very funny. Like, just very, very funny. Um, so, it's not yeah. streaming anywhere. What's it streaming on? It's it's streaming on. Uh, I get it. What are we gonna get on? Sky, I think. I think it's, 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 it's Sky on, it's on Sky. You can, get on, you can get on Now TV or Sky. It was on Sky Atlantic or something like that. So if you've got Now TV or Sky, you can mm. stream the whole box. Set. Yeah, I, I um, haven't seen it. It's not on any channel that I get. So no, anyway. I've not got it either. So I've not seen it. Unfortunately, I want to give it a try. It sounds good. Yeah, it does. If, if, if you like, obviously, you really have to have seen the, the recent uh, Suicide Squad movie. Um, for you know, it, it establishes the character, the main character, John Cena's character, but he's he's fleshed out so well, and um, yeah, this is this is a family show, so I'm not going to use some of the more choice language that he uses during, during the show. And uh, no hold on, do the plot points. This is a family show. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah. We may have some comments here. We may have some comments. Oh, here. Three three years. Hello, Neil. No. Three years. Three years, yeah. 13th yeah. of April 2019. So technically a year ago, three three years ago yesterday that we started. I, I, I had a, Hello, quick look, a brief look at our first um our first uh, session. It was just Jeff and I oh, yeah. um which we'd started up the, the, the podcast because a new beer shop had opened two or three doors along from our comic shop. And we thought that would be a neat a neat thing to do as a podcast. Um, Jeff had done several podcasts before, and I had kind of joined in a couple of times for, for you know, some of that stuff. Um, but then we decided to start up our own one, in beer and comics, and here we are, three years later. Who'd have thought it? 
Yeah, and 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 you know, seven regular viewers. <laughs> yeah. who, who, who watch not at the same time? Yeah, not um, always at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the thirteenth of April is actually uh, my wife's birthday. So that means I'm going to have to let her know uh, that next year she's yeah. going to have to fend for herself. <laughs> yeah. Does, does yeah. it fall on a Thursday next year, like? <laughs> well, I will do actually. Eh? And today is a, today's a birthday as well because today is Jerry Anderson's birthday. It's Jerry Anderson Day. Like, you know, dun, Peter dun, of dun. Thunderbird, Stingray, Space 1999, Terahawks, blah, blah, blah. Um, wow. Do you, I guess you, you guys have all seen some of those shows. Uh, any favourites, anything yeah. you really really enjoyed out of all those shows? Do you, do you I, know I, what? I, well, I, I'll I'll see, like, there's, there's so many of them, and they, and they were all very good. And I, if you'd asked me growing up, you would have said, oh, I'd show 90 and stuff like this. And Terahawks, I was a wee bit older for us to look at. But see, anybody that tells you, but their favourite Isn't Thunderbirds. I've got convinced it's like my, my favourite wasn't Thunderbirds when I was growing up. Um, it was a, film, a, a live action one called Space 1999. Yeah. But maybe the same guy. But Thunderbirds was just head and shoulders above above them all. I think. I was actually probably a bit young for most of them. Believe it or not, people at home looking at this young-looking <laughs> face of mine. The Terrorhawks, right? I remember the Terrorhawks, and the Terrorhawks terrified me. The Terrorhawks was, I mean, see that 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 main image, that main person. It's fucking Zelda. It's, yeah. Oh, aye, which woman type thing? Obviously, uh, Steve Tanner, um, Time Bomb Comics have taken over a few of those titles, and see when the imagery, the the the, the poster that's got that fucking Terrorhawk on it, I still get. Football shaped robots that would fight people by bouncing down hills to, to, at them. Yeah, it was bizarre. just, it was such it was a great strange. idea. It was so cheap for the, the special effects. We're just going to drop them and bounce and bounce. <laughs> well, you know, that, that Zelda character, I actually worked with a woman who looked quite like her. And obviously, that was her nickname behind, you know, that nobody ever said to her face. <laughs> Captain Scarlet, Kellyanne, I have to agree. We, I, I used to watch Captain Scarlet when I was older. I think I was about 18 or 19. And they, they put it uh, on, on like channel two or whatever as a kind of rerun or whatever or repeats. And I used yeah. to watch it at that age. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was more serious. I think see the Thunderbird the thing I loved about Thunderbirds and even to this day is the Thunderbirds isn't about you don't have bad guys and stuff like this and, and mm. terrorists and stuff like this, but sometimes they were just saving people. You know, they yeah. were just eco warriors and they were saving people from that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And yeah, I love that. About that. Ground bacon. It wasn't about yeah. Shooting bad guys with laser guns or anything like oh, that. Yeah. It was about helping people and, and rescuing people, and, and, and that was just amazing. And the, the toys that was in it as well were, were phenomenal. Yeah, the toys. Were Does anyone <laughs> remember? Because Thunderbolts had a bit of a revival. Thank you, Jimmy. Because Thunderbolts had a bit of a revival um, at yeah. some point in time. Do you remember when <laughs> Blue? <laughs> It was not do that. I'm sorry, I thought you were going to talk about the god awful animated one or the live action movie. Or no, 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 no. Yeah. It was it was on the BBC. So, for some reason, there was yeah, a revival yeah. of it anyway, right? And I was pretty sure it was old original episodes. And then um, Blue yeah. Peter um, made a paper mache Thunderbird Island. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. It went absolutely. It went it went viral before viral was a thing, was and everybody was making. You could buy Tracy Island as, as like a kit, 
but at the time it cost mm-hmm. like thirty nine ninety nine, which even for your big present at Christmas during yeah, sort of late seventies and that that was ridiculous. Yeah. That was a super table sort of thing. Um, so yeah, they showed you how to make it out of paper mache and like toilet rolls and you know they, they created the lake that opens up with um, tin foil and things like that. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was very good. I think it's the and most to make a living today. Today, making things like that. You know, I watch a lot of YouTubers who are modelers who make, you know, dioramas, castles, and things like this. Um, somebody should do like a real spot on Tracy Island. I bet somebody already has. I bet I'll be able to find it. I'll be looking for that. Elon Musk could probably buy, you know, make a real one if he wanted. Instead, he bought Twitter instead. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It, it was Jimmy, but it wasn't. If you know what I mean, it was a cartoon. I think it was. I, th- I think it was even worse than that. I think it was CGI'd, wasn't it? That sort of nineties, early two thousands one. Um, yeah, I don't think it was good. Yeah, when I was growing up, um, Space nineteen ninety nine was was one that I, I enjoyed watching. It was on the telly quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So was Thunderbirds. Um, but as a kid, the one. That, I liked most, and I think it was partly because it was so rarely on TV, and I never got to see it very much. Was Joe ninety? I really, mm. I was really intrigued by that, and I was so desperate to see other episodes of it because it was so so rarely on TV. Um, in in Scotland, it was kind of bizarre because we had regional ITV channels, you know, Grampian and whatever yeah. STV, and then you know, and, and and things, and and they'd all be slightly different. And you'd be able to, you know, in the newspapers, you'd be able to see the TV listings, and you'd see that all the other um, Scottish mm. channels had, you know, things like, you know, Space 1999 and Jerry Anderson stuff. And the one that we lived in, you know, didn't have any of that. It really annoyed me. I just wanted to move to Aberdeen just so I could get Grampy on TV. No, I think it must have to do with where you're living in the, in the bubble. But I lived, I lived in East Lothian, mm. uh, which is another side of the thing, if you ask. And because of where the uh, the antenna is on the other side of the fourth, for where I was out out in Wallaford, I could pick up Grampian. It was a bit grainy, but uh, yeah. yeah, you would sometimes get that to watch. I used it to watch a show called The Ninja with Lee Van Keef. Oh yes, so ninja, that. something about something about a ninja, American Ninja or The Last Ninja, or yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, you couldn't get an STV, but yeah, Grampian for some reason had it. It's crazy. <laughs> Grampian TV. I think Grampian TV is still a thing. Or is it STV? No, no, no. no, they still do. Uh, like, there's, regional, um, there's regional stations all over the country. I don't know if Scotland's just one station now. I know East and West have got different STVs. Yeah. Really? They're much, yeah, they're much the same. Yeah. But the um, local news is different and things like that. Well, the news will be different, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, because we hmm. always get West. I always get, obviously, Glasgow uh, news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, they show different things. STV and ITV, then they always have the same thing on, things on ITV London and stuff like this. I've got different things on at different times. Yeah, guys, I'm trying to remember. Um, I, I discovered uh, during lockdown a Jerry Anderson uh, show that I'd never seen or heard of before. Um, and I can't remember its name. I'm desperately trying to look it up. But it was a mixture of, of uh, live action with puppet scenes. Um, about this sort of investigator guy who um, I believe was a comedian back in the sort of 60s and 70s. Does anybody anybody that's tuned in tonight remember what that was called? But I only discovered it on, on YouTube um, during when we were in lockdown, you know, and you, you were looking for entertaining things. And it was the most god-awful show ever. 
<laughs> it was the bizarrest thing, you know, they'd have close-up stuff would be live action people. And then when it was far away and they wanted a bit of sort of science fiction technology in it, it was puppets and models. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Um but it was no idea. Oh, the Secret Service, nineteen sixty nine. Yeah. Father Stanley Unwin. Um I think that was I think that was the, the TV show, but it was a really bizarre um mixture a live action and it had this 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 guy um who spoke in a nonsense language um or Stanley Unman that was the name of the, the actor I believe very odd if you ever get a chance to look it up please do just because it's so bizarre and I think it only lasted you know like one series of a dozen episodes or something because uh, people couldn't take it it wasn't it certainly wasn't Stingray or Joe Ninety or anything. Stingray, that was another one, wasn't it? Stingray, that's right. <laughs> Fireball XL5 as well was an early one and stuff like this. I'll, I'll, I'll just address Neil's comment here. He's saying McGee was at school, every kid had a, a nickname with Joe 90. Um, was the same kid sometimes, depending on on the mood, the same kid was so, always also... Uh, who was the kid for the... Um, the Milky, Milky Bar, Bar kid. kid. <laughs> it was basically just any kid who was blonde with glasses. glasses on, yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, all the older kids had someone in a class called Joe Knighty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember as well, um Gaza, Paul Gascoigne used to have a TV show where he kinda of coached kids doing football and there was a real lad with glasses in that show and he, he Gaza just called him Joe Knighty for the entire show. <laughs> Cheers, Ben. There's Benjamin Conan Cullis. He's he's I believe he's got a um, a Kickstarter ending. Pandora. Yeah, we should mention um, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a couple of weeks and, ago we had uh, Joe Healy, editor and uh, one of the artists, Anna Morozova, um, on the show for their Pandora Kickstarter comic, um, which ends tonight at 10 o'clock, I believe. 10pm, I believe, that's the, the story uh, we're getting, yeah, so, so I think, check I think it out. Doing fairly well, I mean, I think it's to its target. Um, so everything else is just a bonus now so yeah, get on it if you haven't checked it already, some great it's, talent it's comments underneath us the comments underneath us, it's there now so that you can uh, you can just click on that and it'll take you straight to the page so Colin, three yeah. years of the Brewgooders tell me how has it been? well, I, th I think I've put on a bit of weight <laughs> all the beer Um God knows how many comics I've read in those three years. More, more comics than than I've reviewed on the show. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, oh boy. yeah. So it certainly it's it's increased my intake of comics and beer. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's increased my intake of beer. It's kept it as a steady steady flow. To be well, honest, actually, yeah. Uh, actually, maybe yeah, you're maybe right. Maybe it isn't hasn't increased it because I think I actually decreased slightly in that. I was being a bit more picky about what beers I chose, and I would tend to mm. pick like one or two good ones rather than yeah. buying, you know, a twelve pack of Stella or something, you know. So mm. it, um, it certainly changed my drinking habits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, certainly something we couldn't have foreseen when when you started it. I mean, you, you did the first year, and it was you and Jeff, and you were out and about doing, you know, visiting breweries, visiting bars, and things yeah. like this. Um, and then coronavirus came in, and it, it, it must have just completely changed how you did the show, and 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 you know, well, yeah, sort of back to it. So yeah, because normally what would 
to happen is Jeff and I would get together in one of our houses and have a few beers and some comics. You know, we'd have a taste of each other's beers and uh, you know chat about our comics and things. So sometimes the shows were quite short, um, and then particularly when it was getting when we started to do um, the, the the sort of lockdown shows, if you like, that's when we thought it would be better to get some guests on, get some comic creators, uh, beer people on to have a chat. Um, but just prior to that, we had been going out places and doing recordings with people. So Stephen Hope, I think, was one of the first brewers that we had on. Um, down in uh, at Lime Kilns. Um, and then, yeah, we went other places, out to pubs, um, comic shops and things, and, and had a chat with people. But then, yeah, it all changed. Yeah. But I was I was quite used to doing online stuff because yeah. I've taught online for loads of years, for, I don't know, 10, 15 years maybe, I've done online teaching. So it was no big deal, you know, for me to, to kind of move this format. And then suddenly both Jeff and I were teaching from home as well. So, you know, it just became how we did stuff. <laughs> like it did with pretty much the whole planet, to be honest. I mean... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Other thing is... And now here we are, obviously, since, since, since then, you started off just with the two years, the, the dynamic duo of beer and comics yeah, originally. And, 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 and then, now, then and we've got, got you two jokers on board at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, 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 I came has been downhill since. Well, I, I was just having an occasional guest. I was supposed to come on halfway through the show and talk about new comics that were out that week yeah, and then yeah. you know, say hello and stuff like this. And I was just going to be a 10-minute guy or something like that. But you enjoyed and it so I much. Overwhelming support for me <laughs> amongst our seven viewers. Well, that's, <laughs> well, that's it. Our, our viewers went from three to seven that week. So, um, hmm. yeah, we thought, yeah, we're going to get, get this guy on board. <laughs> David, I don't know yeah. why we asked you along. I just begged. I just begged to come on the show. I was just like, "Can I be a host, please, 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 please?" And oh, Jeff's oh, like, yeah. uh, okay. "Okay," and I've just been turning up ever since. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's rare that we would have an alcoholic alcohol free beer um, on the show, but you've you've uh, managed to corner that market. I, and and the way you came in week after week after week as well, you just kept on going. With the brew punk, no matter what we said, no matter how much we mocked you, you just kept on <laughs> brew punk zero because you're from Glasgow, and quite lately you said, "I've bought it." I'm, I'm drinking. drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but quite lately, yeah, hundred percent. Not going to fling it down the sink. So, what are you on tonight then, uh, David? I, I am. I am. Well, I had a few beers last night for Lisa's birthday. Also, please remember that Lisa's heavily pregnant right now. Yeah. So, you know, got a little carried away, even though this is a bad thing. Okay. We're seeing at home. So, I'm now back on the 0% alcohol again. <laughs> so, I've got a wee Peroni Zero. It's all right. Mm, no bad. It's not bad. It's not as good as the beers I was drinking last night, but it's yeah. okay. That's, that's, that's a Moretti, mate. I hate, to, I hate to break it to you. Peroni Moretti. It's a Moretti. Sorry, it's a Moretti. My oh, apologies. So it's a beer of Moretti. It's not a Peroni at all. I thought it was Peroni. It's the two types of beers you always get in an Italian restaurant is either Peroni or Moretti. Yeah, yeah. Moretti is the one I prefer, to be honest. Moretti is a bit better. I can't believe I thought that was Peroni when I picked that up. And I just never went and looked at it after. Anyway, it's okay as far as non-alcoholic beers go. Yeah, it's all right. What are you guys drinking? I've got, um, I'm drinking a Nonharas Irish Red, which is a kind of a dark, a darkish ale I'm on tonight. Um, 
4.3% traditional uh, Irish red. Well, most most Irish ales are red. I, I, you hear this even Guinness is a very deep, deep, deep red. Um, mm. And Irish red ales I tend to like. So it's, it's it's very tasty. It's very, very nice indeed. It came in a box, a mixed box, like most of my beers. And uh, it's one of those ones that I think, you know, I'll try and pick up an entire box of it. If I can. Because it it's very good. Yeah, excellent. I've got um, uh, someone from Loch Ness Brewery, Light Ness, so it's a it's a fairly light um, pale pale ale, um, three point eight percent, so quite sessionable. Um, it's, it's it's dead nice. Um, I think I might have had this before. I've certainly had other beers from Loch Ness Brewery. Um, so I th- and I've actually had this open for a wee while, so I've only got a wee drop left. I am very pleasant. I would certainly have this again. You know, a nice introductory craft beer, you know, if you're a lager drinker um, it'd be a nice one to kind of start off with I also picked up another beer, again it's a fairly sessionable 3.8% which is um, Armadillo Pale from uh, Tempest and Tempest was a was a, um, a brewery that we used to have on, you know we used to review their beers quite a lot back at the start of the podcast because you know they were one of the, the, the fewer um, craft beer um, or you know small breweries that we could easily get their beer you know in local shops and things, um, but I don't think we've reviewed any of their stuff in ages, um, mm. because let's face it, you get so many more beers you know um, now, not just in your supermarket but in your specialist shops as well. So I'm looking forward to having a wee taste of this one. Um, but they've done some crazy beers in the past. I'm pretty sure we had one that had uh, jalapeno peppers in it, <laughs> which blew your face off. <laughs> that does I not, you know, I'm not one for having odd, odd tastes in my beers. Um, you know, Andrew. Well, no, I mean you'll have seen at the weekend there that had that watermelon, watermelon mm. IPA and bright green. Yeah, it not yeah. for me. And jalapeno is another one. I like a jalapeno. I'll have it on a pizza, mm. Mexican mm. food, absolutely. In beer, Less does it belong? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm gonna jalapeno is very nice in gin. With really? a gin and tonic, a couple of wee yeah. jalapeno peppers in there. I quite like a bit of a bit of lemon. Um, now that Colin just sent me a photo. Colin just sent me a photo of Drew. Oh, He's okay. all in costume with Shannon's I'll, I'll, I'll send that across to you, Andrew. If you send it across to me, I can probably share it. Thanks, Dave. Let's have a look at that. Yeah, where are we? Dave so, and Joe. Uh, if we haven't mentioned oh, Dave and it's a very Joe already. Cosplay. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, Dave, Dave and Joe were also creators in the Pandora comic, which is um, still available until 10 o'clock. Get on there. Get a wee look. Get it backed. You just got to put it, it in the chat. Right. Are you sending over, Colin? Yeah. So, should I have tell you what? I've got a wee, while, we, while we're, we're at radio silence, I've yeah. got a wee thing to do here. Are you ready? Seeing as it's the Brew Gooder's third birthday and I'm drinking on alcoholic beer. <gasps> Happy birthday oh, to you. Feel free to join in. Happy well, birthday to you. Anytime you're ready. Happy birthday. Just really let me sing. Here, Brew Gooder's Beer Comics Podcast. Happy birthday, Happy to, birthday you. to you. 
Cheers. Yay. Oh, he's a jolly good fellow. For there, a jolly good fellow. There you go. I'll have that later on. Thanks. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I've got cake <laughs> waiting for me downstairs. A millionaire's shortbread. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Pretty good. Do we have any news and things to see? Does anyone get any, any more shout-outs before we shout outs? Uh, what can we do? Um, well, I was, I was, I was at um, Decon um, last week, last weekend. Mm. Decon is uh, Dundee uh, University runs a convention, which is less less about comics, more about gaming and anime. Loads mm. of cosplay. Um, I did manage to hunt down some some comics and speak to some comics people, um, and lined up some guests for future shows. So nice. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to have, uh, or maybe it's next week, going to have uh, writer Jim Alexander coming to join us, um, and then maybe a couple of weeks later, I think um, Professor Chris Murray from the university who runs the the comics courses um, at the uni. Um, he's going to come and join us. Um, he's, uh, you know, written written academic papers on comics and things. Um, he, he's kind of major publication uh, was about uh, the sort of history of British superheroes. So wow. uh, it's to hear a bit from him um, and hear about his courses, which some people might be interested in. Known about definitely, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds you, you, you the first, the first course in Scotland to actually be able to be able to study comics up at Dundee. Is that that's that was him, isn't it? Yeah, I know yeah, people yeah. Have studied. I Dundee. think it was one of the first courses in the world in Dundee. To be oh, honest, I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah, it was definitely jumped on the bandwagon a bit. Uh, go, yeah, the Glasgow universities. Um, uh, is it Leicester? What's what's the one in Leicester called? It's got a name. I can't remember the one in Leicester anyway. Um, and I think there may be a, a London uh, uni is doing some comics courses as well. So, yeah, they, they kicked something off there. Um, it became a success and um, a spread elsewhere. Good stuff. Um, there's a few other guests coming up as well. Matt from, I can't remember the name of his stuff now, he's done Dro Drops comic. He was tabling across from us from Acme. He's coming yeah. on him and Connor. Uh, Connor Tail, I think it is. Connor Allen, I'm not too sure. There's two Connors that I've got on Instagram, and I keep getting them mixed up because I, they, they, <laughs> I added them the same time. I'm not too sure which one's which. Um, so sorry about that, lads. Um, so they're coming on pretty soon as well. And then you and I, Colin, we're going to Glasgow Con, Comic Con in the 4th of June. So we are, yeah. Um, yep. And then, oh, so if anyone can make that, that'd be good. Hmm? Before that, I've got another con I'm going to. Which well, is, um, I think the last weekend in May um, is Lawless, and oh. uh, fairly soon. Before then, we're going to have uh, Sue Sue Hadrill, who is the organizer of Lawless, um, is going to come on the show. Um, at some point, yep. tell us a wee bit about that. Um, that sounds good. Actually, I've been I was listening to a wee podcast the other day. They had Sue on, um, and it sounds like Lawless sounds like a pretty interesting con. It kind of started off as a kind of two thousand AD. Thing and then it's gonna yeah. morph into a little bit more. It's still obviously 2080s, you know, heavy okay. if you like. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like it's, it's branching into other stuff. It sounds really good. I also believe the 77 Ben is watching just now, Joe and Dave uh, from Pandora as well. They are sponsoring Lawless, I believe. 
They are indeed, yeah. So, yeah. so they're going to have quite a presence there. Quite a number of our writers and artists are going to be um, at Lawless in Bristol um, that weekend. So I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be, yeah, that'll be yeah. brilliant. I think that'll be excellent. Um, some distance. And definitely beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For what I hear, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of drinking goes on in that. <laughs> That yes. We discussed this the other night about the, the link between comics and beer, comic creators and beer. That there's, if you go to any convention and you see all the creators, they'll, they'll all be out and they'll all be drinking beer. And there's nobody, you know, very few of them have got a gin and tonic or something like that. It's all it's all beer and comics. It's it's it's, it's like you know beer and chocolate. It's a match made in heaven. Unless unless you have drank too many beer in that particular evening. And then you have to go into something a little bit later, such as. No, it didn't even occur to me there that that was when you were at Acme. That was what you had was a couple of different. <laughs> at the end of the night, everyone, everyone listening. Oh, at the end of the night, it was awfully late. It was awfully late. By it was, it was awfully late. <laughs> David loads of beer. That was great. Um, I'm really you know, looking you forward to these creators, and, and and they do like a beer, and they like a chat, and they like a, they like a laugh, like the whole. Craft deal and things like that. Aye. I think Lawless will be good. I'm actually a bit jealous. I'm not going, man. It's, 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 um, yeah. it's a bit of a distance. Are you driving down, Colin? No, I'm not. I'm not driving. No, no. You, you flying? Just, you too, too, I'm, flying I'm flying down. It's flying is way the easiest way to do it because right. it's a long journey. Mm. And um, yeah. And and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Bristol's a long but, way south but, and. Cross we also have well. other, other news which we have posted about on our social media, mm. but we we got a table at Thought Bubble. Woo! So, it does represent. Well, all yeah. the That's pretty amazing. So that's pretty good. Je you know, long time watchers will know that Jeff and I visited Thought Bubble last November, um, for the first time just to kind of, you know, see the thing, the event. This is it's probably Britain's major comic focused. You know, Comic Con, and mm -hmm. I don't think bigger there will be bigger events like MCM and stuff, um, in in London. But these are not. But Thought Bubble is, is comics focused and very much about small press, um, as well. So it was a superb event to go to. And then I thought, well, it'd be really great if we can apply for a table and, and try and get one. And we did, and that's almost unheard of in, a, in your first time. In fact, I saw folk, folk posting. Um, you know, last week when the announcements were made, saying, "Oh, it's my fourth time applying. I've finally got a, I've got a table." So I think we're very I lucky to have gotten. I've seen people who are like, "I, I didn't get a table this year," and things like yeah. that. So, you know, yeah. so it's, yeah, it's done, done really, really well. Um, yeah, I like the idea. Of bubble. I've never been to Thought Bubble, but I've wanted to go for a few years. Um, because I like the idea that it's no, you know, guys like myself. It's no guys with massive boxes of hundreds of DCs and Marvels and stuff like this. It's very much creators with their books yeah. um, doing it. It's, it's, it's sort of the highbrow convention, if you prefer. Yeah, and they always have a, a, you know, a stellar list of uh, of guests as well. Um, hmm. I'm just trying to remember who we've got. We've got Raphael Ar Albuquerque, I think. Um, awesome artist is, is going to be there um, this year. David Aha, maybe? Gail Simone, I'm, I'm trying to look it up, but I think that's some of the guests. So not many have been uh, announced so far. That's the ones that I can remember anyway. Uh, I'm really looking forward to going. I can't wait. 
So a great opportunity to go and, and, and meet some of these kind of stars. Yeah, David Aha, uh, Raphael Albuquerque, Gail Simone, as I said, Mad- Madeleine Visaggio, um, who was at Dunfermline Comic Con a few years ago. Um, amazingly, Christian Ward and G. Willow Wilson as well. Are, are the, the guests so far that have been announced, but there's usually like about 20 sort of guests. So I expect mm. that list to grow over the year. I mean, it is November, so we're you know, right, many we've got well yet. And I think we're going to. I think we're going to try and do a kind of a road to um, to Thought Bubble and try and get some creators that are tabling at Thought Bubble on the show and the lead up. I think that's yeah. a general idea, anyway. Yeah, we're I hoping to. Yeah, and give give people you know we can get a chance to kind of talk to some creators uh, prior to, to us meeting up at Thought Bubble, um, and maybe just spreading the word a wee bit more about their comics. You know, if they yeah. if they're going to be yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, so we'll do that for, for, sort of late, late summer into autumn. I yeah. yeah, I was thinking for, for people who, who live local and maybe aren't going to be able to get down and they're looking for maybe a, 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 something that, that they want to get signed, something like that. Um, G. Willow Wilson and Christian Ward, uh, the, the Invisible Kingdom comics, one that I've been after for a looking to get some copies of that. Well, I'm looking to get a copy for myself signed. So, um, if you want anything, drop us a message and you know, we can maybe arrange to pick things up for you over there. Yeah, if we can, if there's spare copies. <laughs> Yeah. What's the stuff to, to look forward to? I'm thinking that that's the best idea. I'm a, I'm a, I think I've seen Rob Jones and uh, is going to be there. I think I've seen that. Yeah. And seeing as I've got a big box of his comics yeah. here, yeah. <laughs> I'll that take them down. First time going to see him, yeah. For, for Aye, sure. I'll text him and let him know and we'll, see what he's doing. We'll make sure that we catch up with him with, the, with his <laughs> box of comics that he left in Glasgow last month. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I'm not even read them yet. I will. I'll read them. All the titles have got in there before I give them back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been well thumbed. Shout out to Rob. I know he's, he's not having a great time at the moment. So Yeah, um, that's right. Is he not? Okay. No, we'll go. Really, I mean, so. No um, bother, no bother, no bother. Do you have a photograph to, uh, to, to share with us here, um, Andrew? I, I, I did, but again, we're having uh, we're having serious technical problems. Like I, I can share it, but I have to restart. The problem I had, the problem we were going to come in is because it wouldn't work on the browser on my new computer, so I had to get a Chrome browser downloaded. So we're, and now we're trying, trying to show to this picture. Yeah, that's that's the picture. That's, listen, that's just our themed picture. There's uh, Drew uh, Drew Mar, comic writer and artist, with Sean Azir who runs Acme Comic Con and Glasgow Comic Con, and Drew has dressed up as Captain Scarlet. Nice. Uh, how cool is that? How nice is that? I saw Drew at Decon. He had his, his table there. It was, I think, one of the first Comic Cons he'd ever, or, you know, conventions he'd ever attended. Um, and he, get, he has a table there most years selling his stuff. So there we go. Awesome effort there, Drew. Well Good stuff. Good stuff. Awesome. Shall we move on to our books? Talk about comics. Have we done anything this week? Who wants to go first? Shall I go first then? You go first. Yeah, okay, well, right, I'm going to talk about this, which I picked up at uh, Decon at the weekend. So this um, is published by um, the the university. Um, they, They published loads of books. In fact, I got a pile from from Chris. (laughs) <laughs> it was there. They do, you know, lots of stuff. They were launching this, or pandemic tales, um, and then I picked up a few of their other books as water Scots, Scottish tales. Um, so these are all comics, water worlds, um, and it usually involves um, some of their students or former students um, producing stories. 
Um, oh, that's uh, Julie Campbell. Julie Campbell's works in there. Yeah. Um, and one of the major releases um, at Decon was this one here, Rossum's Universal Robots, R-U-R. As you can see, um, it's adapted from a play by uh, Carol Kapek, uh, who's a Czech um, writer. Um, and this play came out in 1920, or it was written in 1920, performed in 1921. And in this play... Um, it's the first time the word robot is used. So the word robot comes from the Czech word robota, meaning kind of labour, work. Um, and um, it's a science fiction play. Um, and so it's an adaptation of the play, uh, not a sort of word-for-word -word adaptation. It's been changed a little bit, I think, perhaps, you know, to kind of suit modern audiences. But um, it's been written by uh, Professor Chris Murray, and it's been illustrated by Nick Johnson. So it tells the story of um, the first robots. Robots getting produced. A guy uh, opens up a factory or discovers how to build robots um, using this bizarre protoplasm material which possibly came to Earth from space. Um, but robots here are less sort of mechanical and they're more kind of organic. So they actually have kind of basic organs and things in them. Um, but they're they're set to work, you know, as a, as a, a kind of slave race in effect. But then there's an organisation comes up, kind of, you know, your sort of robot liberation front kind of organisation that wants um, the robots to have to have rights. Um, and the, the the robots become more sentient over time, um, and then eventually through overthrow their human masters. So um, classic. This is going to happen. Yeah. And this is back in, you know, 1920 this was written. So this is way is before it? Terminator, way before Matrix. You know, these are, these uh, modern movies are obviously tapping into some of the that. themes that are explored in this. Um, There's a so, crack, crack, crack and cover. Like and then, yeah, and interesting um, art style um, throughout. He's gone for a kind of um, a Russian constructivist kind of feel. Um, we'll try to find some pictures of the robots. Well, you can see here's a kind of robot war stuff happening here. Yeah. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. So the robots um, in the, in this version they look look a bit like that, you know, and they're they're they're, they're stronger than humans and eventually become smarter than humans, develop their their own sort of intelligence and stuff, um, and overthrow humans. So nice, uh, nice book. Um, really well executed. Yeah, I do like the, the, the artwork style, this Aye. constructivist style, which would have been of the time of the 1920s, you know, the Bolshevik Revolution and all that in, in, in Russia at the time. It's, um, a, it's maybe a little uh, uh, Rory, Rory Donaldson. Was it Rory, Rory Donaldson? Um, Hordes of Surrey? Is it a oh, bit, some of the character designs, yeah. Similar-ish similar style to that? Yeah. He's a similar style to, I should say. Yeah, yeah, kind of cartoony character styles, yeah, perhaps are a bit limp. Similar a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. He's a good artist. I love seeing this stuff. Follow on Facebook. Um, and I, he just, the stuff, like when he does a wee piece or he finds a wee piece or whatever, it's always top notch uh, stuff. He's a, uh, he's definitely an artist to, to follow for sure if you want some decent comic books. He's, aye, uh, everything he's put out is pretty good from what I can gather. Aye. So that, that that was my comic of of the week, but um, I, I'm just gonna <coughs> yeah. 
out, <laughs> out today is uh, is this comic called Conflict, um, a story about um, from well, not a true story, a fictionalized account of uh, some Royal Marines um, fighting in the Falklands War, <coughs> written, by, written by somebody. somebody say, who, who wrote that? Who, who wrote this? You might know. <laughs> yes, yeah, so very well, Colin Maxwell, everybody. Oh, yeah, another, yeah, another by Colin Maxwell. Out, out another. Today, um, there's there's three um, three stories out today that are, that which are all you know commemorating the 40th anniversary of the um, the Falklands War. This one, another this is... one's new, and then there's one which was written about 20 or 30 years ago because it's 40 years since that war. It's unbelievable. So mm-hmm. anyway, there we go. A wee shout out. I look quite detailed when a standard commando. Is it the same number of pages? The normal number of pages? Yeah, yeah. There's 63 mm-hmm. pages of story. Okay. Is that the same in every commando? It's pretty big. I thought, I thought you were the same as you, Andrew. I thought that looked really pretty big. Yeah, 63, but usually only kind of two pictures per page, like that. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two panels. Nice art- artwork by Klachik. Klachik's the artist on that, and um, Neil Roberts on the cover up. Really yes. evoking that kind of defence of the the Falkland Islands there with the the Royal Marines. So there we go. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Um, Andrew, do you want me? Do you want me to, shall I go? Yeah, yeah. You only got one. You got. Yeah, yeah I've only got one. I've only got one. Yeah. So I've got a manga. Believe it or not. Ooh. Ooh. I know. Another podcast I listen to. <laughs> Within a manga month, <laughs> and this came very highly recommended in all the chats are talking about. Um, Onwards towards our noble deaths, um, by I'm not even going to try and pronounce this name. No, I'm not going to try it. I'm just, I'll just, just totally destroy it. Um, so this is a based on a true account. Um, it's a first hand account. The person who wrote it, Shigeru Shigeru Mizuki, fuck those. He. He's writing it from a um, from first-hand experience, uh, and it's uh, set in World War II um, in Papua New Guinea. Obviously, from a manga comic, it's a Japanese. It's from the Japanese um, side of of the war, basically. And almost towards the noble deaths, it's basically an account of the Japanese soldiers who are just normal normal people. Um, being sent off on a suicide charge. Basically, that's it. And then the, the soldiers being like, "Why are we doing this? Like, why? What? What? What is the point here? Should we not fall back and do this and join the other troops elsewhere in the island?" And the generals and the, the top dogs are just like, "Nope, death," and just sends them off. Basically, and you know, every third or fourth panel. There's another soldier getting slapped off another general the whole way through it. It's um, by the time you finish it, you're left thinking, Christ Almighty, what is what is going on here? You know the, the reference Japan being because they're in Papua New Guinea or New Britain is what it's called uh, at this point in time, mm-hmm. and um, the reference or they talk about their home, they talk about Japan or, uh, being bombed, and it's like if we if our country is getting bombed, what are we doing? What is what is the point in this? And us being here, you know, and it, it just shows you the total nonsense of war and how stupid it, it really is. Um, 
this this guy here is a very well respected uh, manga artist or, or writer or whatever. They kind of do the whole thing. I think to be honest, a manga person does pretty much. Everything. I think I'm not too sure. Um, he the account in this book has been translated. I think it was translated in about 2018, and the foreword said that he was 93 when he translated it. So he was still alive. So I don't know if he's still alive now. Um, like I say, it's a first-hand account. He was actually there. Um, the few reviews that I've read, the few reviews that I've heard, people were uh, kind of comparing it with Mouse. I'm assuming you've both read Mouse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So would I say it's as good as Mouse? I'm going to say no, it's not as good as Mouse. But I think that is because I can relate more to Mouse because it is written from a Western point of view. It's also written from a second-hand experience from not from somebody who was actually at the war. But, you know, Mouse is written from his son's point of view, from the stories his dad tells him, basically. Um, I thought the illustrations in Mouse were better just by the way they've done it. I mean, this guy's illustrations are amazing. Um, uh, however, it's... Can I just uh, point out, this, I mean, this guy, like you say, he was, he was 90-odd. Um, I think he died a few years ago. But he's, he's, right. And he was hugely respected. He lived through the Second World War and he lost an arm in the Second World War. So he, he drew with one, one arm. <laughs> Aye, that's right. Actually, that is that is totally correct. Um, so, what I think is, what 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 when I when I started reading it, the, the, the characters are quite cartoony, um, and then the backgrounds are really really detailed. But because the characters are quite cartoony, and you know, whereas mouse are supposed to look cartoony, it's, it's a thing. Whereas these, it took me a wee, it took me a couple of you know chapters to really kind of start feeling the characters and kind of, um, you, you know, what I mean, like relate to them if that makes sense. And so that kind of held us back a little bit. Would I put it on the same shelf as Mouse? Yes, I probably would. Would I give it to someone who is uh, doing World War II as a history project? Aye, I probably would. Um, it's a it's a good read. It's it says it all in the title: "Onwards to Our Noble Deaths." It's just it's just the mundane, the ridiculousness of war, and it does it paints that picture really, really well. So for that reason, I think it's worth a read. Um, Get out once you get past. I don't know if anyone listening home reads a lot of manga, but it's back to front, so you read it from the back. Uh, so you know, and also everything goes, you know, the opposite way from what you expect. <laughs> so it takes you a wee while to get into, but once you start getting into it, it's, it's no bother at all. Um, Onwards to a noble deaths by Shigeru Mizuki. He does a lot of stuff in Japan. So I'm, I'm reckon if you're into manga, you'll probably know who that guy is. You know, he, he's one of the guys, like you say, that helped establish the whole manga thing. He's, he's yeah, but he, he was a legend. I, th I believe he died a few years ago. I don't know exactly when, but he's, he's one of those ones that's, that's very highly thought of. Manga is outselling um, Western comics like 10 to 1 at the moment. Manga is much more popular amongst um, younger kids mm. than um, manga and anime, than like what we would call you know, traditional American comics, which is what I grew up with, or traditional British comics. Um, mm -hmm. manga, manga's just massive. I said this when we were at the convention. More than half the the, uh, the cosplays that were done by younger people um, is anime or manga-based. So, yeah, massively popular. Kellyanne, I just, I just, I've just read Kellyanne's comment there, and you're totally right, Kellyanne. It is very ghost-like like that. I mean, they are literally they are literally walking, walking ghosts. There's a point in it, right, where... Um, the, 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 elite, the enemy forces, uh, the allied forces, as we'd call them, um, are about to invade. 
and there's a lot more of them than they are of this regiment. All right? So they decide that, okay, suicide charge it is. And so they're sent off to the suicide charge. But when they're sent out to, to, to do that, um, they get confused because the forces start coming from angles they didn't expect. And so they kind of get lost and, you know, didn't die, basically. And eventually ended up back at another Japanese army base. And the, the guy said, well, you should be dead. We've already told all the officials that you're dead. So you need to die. And they're like, what? <laughs> We're alive, you know. And so they eventually just end up sending these two, two of these guys in particular, just off to the beach to, to commit suicide themselves. And it's just, it's, it's mad, absolutely mad. It's, a, it's, it's an interesting account. It's nice to see it, or not to be nice, but it's interesting to see it from Japan's point of view and not just from what a Western point of view telling the story about Japan, you know. And as soon as it's a first hand account, it's uh, pretty good. Anyway, that's mine. Onwards towards a noble death. Thanks for that, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mine's, mine's is a bit more more mainstream, I'm going to say. Um, I've got a book by Daniel Klaus, who probably best known for Ghost World. I don't know if anybody's read this book or, or, or has heard of Daniel. Um, picked this up during the week. It's, uh, a, it's, it's a, I, I like the art style. Um, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for, for sort of black and white. Pretty sterling. Um, and it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a very unusual story. It's like a like a noirish thriller. He, he has a friend who gets killed, and then he, he thinks it's an accident. And then he meets the girl of his dreams, um, David Boring, the main character here, who's um, quite an interesting character. Um, and then he gets shot in the head, um, and it's it's against the backdrop of because it's, it's a slightly older book. Uh, backdrop of, of worry about world wars and things like this. So he, he goes to sort of stay in an island with family, at which point a sort of eccentric uncle, uncle pops up and says, like, the whole world's gone mad, they're, they're dropping nuclear bombs, there's, there's everything, there, you know, there's things like this. We have to stay here and stuff like this. Uh, so they're stuck on this island and he's recovering for this shot to the brain and stuff like this. It's pretty bizarre, um, but in a good way. Um, I don't want to give away too much, as always, I don't like to give away too much, but David Boring by Daniel Klaus. You chose this some of the artwork again. Yeah, they do. They're a couple of different styles. Obviously, this is the. He's got some spreads. Um, it's interspersed with, with these sort of panels from um, about this this superhero that he loves called the Yellow Streak. Um, um, but then it's more about his his sort of normal life and try to catch some pages that don't have anything too risky. You know, you know whose style that reminds me of? Who's that? Our very own Colin Maxwell. It's very much like, say, black, blacks, blacks, whites and greys. And uh, the, the the best artists, like Mr. Maxwell, you know, you can get depth and things like this from blacks, whites and greys. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's an excellent book. Oh, I got it from my local comic shop, Kingdom Comics and Games. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be on sale tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's at home with me now. And if, if, I, if I like a book enough, um, I do have a second-hand hand, a lot of second-hand books, and sometimes I'll buy something, but I'll buy something. I'll, I'll lift something off the shelf, read it, and then put it back. Um, slightly reduced if it's a bit dog-eared. Um, but no, this one's staying with me. This one's this one's going on a shelf. Good stuff. Right. Good stuff. There's a recommendation then. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's it. You can, yeah. Anything I keep, and there's there's no there's no money. Like I say, I could I could I could go up and jump grab my books. You know, I can I can. Most of them are upstairs. I've got a couple lying here. Um, let's go, thank you. <laughs> I say, seeing as yeah. Jeff's not here, eh? give him a wee shout. I, I, I do have your book as well. Um, I yeah. Okay. Don't bother. It's just you know, <laughs> just using it as a doorstop. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I've got I've got. I've got uh, I've got your books as well, Colin. I've got um, your commando books, um, but again they're upstairs in, in the box. Because commando books didn't sit well on a shelf for me. <laughs> being, being such an odd sheet, I know what it's like. You know, look at the, look at the sizes compared. To, you know. Yeah, I know. You've got to have shelves that can cope with all of this stuff. Yep, you have a special shelf for it or special boxes or something like that for commando books. So, Do you know what I noticed about Jock's latest Batman book? Hmm. It's the same size as prestige size, as they call it. Is that what they call it? Prestige. Yeah. Yeah. That's the the, the DC, the DC black label stuff. Um, Yeah. This is good. Has anyone read this? Have you you, you read this? I've read the first one. Yeah. I read the first one. Yeah. So so it's about um, the supervillain EMP is getting moved from. Arkham to Blackgate. Blackgate, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and EMP because he gives out an electromagnetic pulse, um, and so he's obviously he's in a kind of he's in a Faraday cage, so that he's not going to mm. you know affect things. But then, um, when he's getting transferred, he does go off, um, and mm. it causes a blackout in the city of Gotham. Um, that's right. So, like all vehicles, technology, and stuff's been wiped out temporarily, anyway. Um, and Batman's still trying to get this character to Blackgate through the town, through the city, but all the 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 various all the gangs come out as well. So trying to get a hold of this EMP because he's a particularly powerful villain. He'd be useful to have um, as a as a weapon. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I read the first one and I, I haven't picked up the second one yet, but I know it's out. It's really, it's really, really good. Um, the, every single page on both the books, one and two, book one and two, um, deserves to be hung up on a wall. Jock does the whole thing. I think usually it's just a cover artist these days. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to get Jock on the show, actually. I think he would come on right enough. That'd be amazing. He was, a, he was one of the reasons why that I started reading Scalped. Because his mm. artwork on the cover is just oh, yeah, sculpt is awesome, yeah. Aye. Great book. They did, did, did a tie-in when the Dread movie came out, and they did a, a short-lived series, and there was a Jock variant cover for for that, which I have, which is yeah, it's phenomenal, phenomenal good artist. And obviously, Jock. I mean, Jock's the um, Jock yeah. the artist. On the, and the of course, he did the, um, he did the he did the yeah. beer can, yeah, for the, the beer front bubble beer. That's up there. That's up there. Yeah. Up there. Cool. Right, good, good stuff. Um, so, what, what's uh, David uh, as a, as a comic creator? Can you tell us about what what you're currently working on, or what's what's coming out in the future? What you know, since we're at an anniversary, you know, let's yeah. talk about the future. What 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 have you got coming out, or um, dun, dun, dun. This year, so this year, um, I'm concentrating on trying to sell as much of volumes one and two as I possibly can. Um, I was planning on launching for the third one this year, but 
I think just the way the current climate is and everything, I might just hold off until next year. Um, try and build some funds up a little bit um, and then and take it from there. I'm, that's my that's my idea. Anyway. So I'm hoping to finish the story of a missing girl uh, next year. The script's all written. Um, I'm going to just polish it up a little, little bit. I'll probably pass it over to you, Colin, to have a wee read over and see what you think. Um, and a few other people as well. So that's, so that's what the story of the missing girl is going to be doing. However, I've got three short stories in three different anthologies coming out this year. I've got one with uh, the Brew Gooders anthology, which is shaping up pretty nicely. We should really start promoting that pretty soon, I think. Um, Jeff's got a whole plan of when he wants to do it, so that's fine. Um, I've got another one. Sorry, the one I'm working on for the Brew Gooders is called Happy Meal, and it's with Stephen Ingram. Um, I've got one coming out for the best of Scottish indie for comic scene with uh, Garesh is his name, you can find him on Instagram called Hope and that's for, I think it's for Cancer Research I think anyway the theme was Hope so that's called Hope and then I've got another one coming out um, hopefully for the, the awesome comics podcast DUI Anthology which is drawn under the influence uh, and I'm working with that with Simon Russell, um, and that's actually that's a nice, that's, it's, it's, a, it's a more pleasant storyline to what I normally write, <laughs> um, and it's called Daybreak. Um, so yeah, so that's something. To do, but as they come, as they've been released, I'll, I'll obviously let everybody know. Um, they'll all be going on Kickstarter, I would assume. Anyway, I'm not too sure about comics seem to be fair, but I know the other two definitely will be. Um, so yeah, once they come out, I'll let everybody know and I'll post about it on all my social media channels. Um, yeah, you can check it out. Okay, excellent. Nice. Kellyanne's so, asking about the Dark Knight comics you were reviewing. Um, if you let us know where you live, Kerry, Kellyanne, I'll, I'll, I'll pop you towards your your closest local independent store. I don't know if you're from Dunfermline, it would uh, be Kellyanne's in Dundee, so um. Dundee, big dog books then. Depends on whether they've stuck in that. I, I know if, uh, when I was in Forbidden Planet in Edinburgh a couple of weeks ago, or about a week ago, or whenever it was, um, they did have a, a an issue one um, of that. You, I guess you might be able to pick it up online because it's been a, it's been a bit four to six weeks or something since that. It's been it's that been a few weeks. And number one, cough a wee bit. Yeah, you'll definitely be able to get it online for sure. I think issue, I think issue one blew up a little bit. Um, if uh, I'm I right. think it's quite well sought after uh, book. Yeah, yeah. It's called um, it's called hold on Batman, um, one dark night. Yeah. Batman one dark night, and it's by Jock. One dark night by Jock. All right. Yeah. Andrew, how are you getting on with things that you've been doing? Are you able to talk about that yet, or? Yeah, I've I've got again. We've I've got a story which has um has has been uh, illustrated by the the inestimable Colin Maxwell, which is ah. has also been appearing in the um in the Brugaders anthology. Um, and I'm I'm working on something else just now, which is not quite fully formed. Um, I probably won't be able to get in time for the Brugger's Anthology, but maybe something that'll come up slightly later in the year. 
Um, I'm, I'm hoping we can get the anthology out in time for Thought Bubble, so that mm. I can, with all the comics yeah. that are going to be on our table, that I can say I contributed to something. Because I'm, I'm looking forward to Thought Bubble just going basically just as a punter. I've never done a convention for many years that I haven't had a, a table and I've been worried about making money and I've had yeah. to stand at the table all the time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to save a bit of my, my budget money that I get that I put aside for, for buying comics for me um, every month between now and then. And I'm going to pick up some some nice signed stuff by people that I've been awesome. looking forward to and just and just chill and maybe, you know, have a float around as well the town and, and, and not have to worry about being, uh, you know, at the convention from. Harrogate's like Yeah. You can seek out the decent pubs. <laughs> I can't I can wonder. I can go and get some lunch and stuff like this. You know, uh, you, can, you guys are you guys will be hawking your wares at the table, and I'll be like, yeah. I'll what are you calling? Have you got anything coming up? Uh, what have I got? Just another thousand commando comics. <laughs> well, believe it or not, I've got another commando this month, two weeks time. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, because the the Falklands one was kind of slowed in to the schedule. Um, so yeah, I've got another one. Um, in two weeks' time, and I don't know another one or two this year. I think. Are we can't still not allowed to talk about that other project? Or no, I can't, can't talk about any other projects at the moment. Uh, other stuff I also be doing well. Uh, currently drawing um, the story for Blazer Blazer Three, which I think is coming in autumn sort of time. As far it's as I know, like so I'm, I'm drawing the the that story at the moment. Um, so I think what else I'm working on, and some of my own stuff. Oh, something the the a war comic with Julie Campbell. So Julie oh, Campbell's cool. doing the artwork because Julie's really good at animals and and the yeah and um, the story involves animals. There we mm. go. That's, that's something that's coming out. I don't know when. Awesome. Later in the year. <laughs> Is that just off of Maximize Comics? Is that your own thing, or yeah, just yeah, just just my own self-published stuff. Yeah. Brilliant, good stuff. How it is, rock and roll, nice. Andrew, your on your shop. Did you get any news on that? The, the shop's still currently open. <laughs> how, how much longer that that'll go will depend on uh, th- things. Are things are tough um, for everyone at the moment. People, yeah. People have been squeezed right, left, and centre. You know, food, food prices, fuel prices, everything like that. Yeah. And the first thing to go um, when that sort of thing is, you know, comics and, and, and hobbies, isn't it? You know, there's no food on the table and stuff like this. So yeah, I'm not going to lie. Things things are pretty 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 rough for independent retailers at the moment. Um, across the lines, so it's it's just kind of hunkering down at the moment. Um, are you are you still going with the kind of online shop? Is that something you're still thinking about doing? I've got an online shop, mate, and it's, it's building up. Um, it's, and, it's getting things. Is it live? It's time consuming. It's live. It absolutely is live. Kingdom Comics and Games.co.uk. Um, you can go on there, you can buy magic cards, you can buy board games, you can buy comics, manga, um, everything. Right, yeah. there you go, folks. So, if you're looking for a comic, check out Kingdom Comics and Games.com. Is that right? That, that's it. Yeah, if, if, if you're local, but as, I mean, I always, I always make the point that if you have a local shop, um, you should support whoever your local guy is because they're in exactly the same situation as me. So, you know, if, you, if you're, you're totally right, I totally agree with that. But I do think that um, online, I think if, if cop shops are going to survive 
we need to start sh- buying their online stuff from those shops, you know. Yeah. So that's what I've started doing. I've started buying from just you know whatever shops in their online kind of thing. That's what I'm kind of going. So that's good. I'll check out Kingdom Comics and Games now from now on before I buy anything else. Make sure that's there first. Cool. Good yeah. stuff. Go and Thank you support much. your small businesses if you can. And yeah, they're the ones that are going to suffer the most. Because you, you want to be able to go down the street and get your, 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 your not just, I'm, I'm not just talking about comics here, you, you know, your local beer guy um, yeah. will, will be struggling, um, you know, your, your local news agents, your local everything. Yeah. Your local butcher, struggling. your local fishmonger, the whole lot, man, you know, you, you should be going yeah. to do all all local as best you possibly can to the smaller retailer as opposed to the big guys who are just a big corporate number. Get them the fuck. And, uh, aye. Support me. Get too, too political. I absolutely agree. Um, don't don't <laughs> buy anything from Amazon. Um, and if you if you if you've got a butchers and a bakers and a, you know a fish and and use them. I I bought this off Amazon. Yeah. I'm raging. I'm absolutely yeah. raging. It's the only book I wanted to get, it and I couldn't get it anywhere else. I couldn't find it anywhere else. I could find it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I think I actually found it someplace else, and it was like three times the price. And I'm just like, oh, I just can't afford to pay that. And that's the first book I bought off Amazon for I'm gonna say about two years. You know, easy. Anyway, so that's why I, that's why I justified myself to get it. Everything else I say I say I seek out. Um, I'm reading Transmetropolitan book two, I've only started really. Um, oh that's class. Absolutely brilliant. Um I got that from I can't remember where I got it from, but to be honest, but it wasn't it wasn't Amazon anyway, it was a local wee shop that I got it from. So so you've got uh, City Centre Comics and stuff like that, I think, selling Glasgow, have you got them, and West End Games? Yeah, City Centre Comics, comics is there. Two Forbidden Planets in Glasgow. Um, Forbidden Planets, few... yeah, multi, it's like, you know, it's, it's like they're, they're, no, they're non-independent, but they're no Amazon, they're no the big guys, they're no... Aye. I know, you're right on the fence with, with the Forbidden Planet, mm-hmm. aren't you? But I would rather support for Forbidden Planet than Amazon. Yes, you know, no, you're quite right. Oh, by the way, guys, sorry. Um, in, in terms of like new comics coming out, um, Vicente Alcazar, uh, one of the commando artists, has been posting some pictures that he's been drawing. He, d- he does regularly post pictures that he's been doing, but um, this came out just the other day. Oh man, if you can wow. see that, but I immediately recognized this as a scene from. One of my future commandos. Ah, nice. So, um, yeah, that's the first of me knowing who the artist is on that. That's not going to be out for a few months yet, I think. I think that might be kind of late summer. But um, nice to see it's in good hands because uh, Vicente is a really great artist. Super. I, I love that. That sort of black, lots of black, lots of ink with white lines and stuff like that always makes me think of like Bernie Benson. Sort of style, um, is, is phenomenally good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think this this is, as you can see, it's just about a sniper. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, he's he's one of the he's one of the most awesome, um, commando artists around at the moment. Um, and he's been you know working on comics for years, decades. You know. It's, Artwork superb, so quite looking forward to that one coming in. But that's that's months down the line yet. Good stuff, good stuff. Kelly's Kelly's talking about Waterstones in Dundee. I love Waterstones. I grew up uh, Waterstones in Edinburgh. 
um, when, when I was when I was a young lad, eighteen, getting my, my YTS money for working in John Menzies. Um, bizarrely, actually, now that I think about it, I used to go on to, to, to Watersons on on George Street to buy books, and I got twenty percent off in John Menzies for, for things like that. But they didn't have a massive fantasy selection, whereas Watersons had, yeah, everything. So, Watersons is good. It's a cracking one in Glasgow as well. That I go in, and she's a great uh, graphic novel section actually. Oh, it's got a good graphic novel section. Um, and I enjoy, I enjoy Watersons. You get a nice wee coffee and all that as well, which is nice. Yeah. And a wee beer, it's always good. I'm going to show you another wee bit of artwork. This is fine. So this is this is a panel from a blazer story that I'm doing. So it's set around a casino. So there's a few of these sort of scenes of you know people playing you, poker. Did, did, did digital colouring, or, or are you buying loads of ink? <laughs> Uh, no, it's digital, digital colouring on that. Yeah, absolutely. That would take. That would be a, a whole sharpie to do that, or a, oh, yeah, like, a, whole, a whole pen, a whole ink pen. Yeah, to colour that. Oh no. Anyway, I, 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 as it is, I have it. That's that hand. I do have an ink mark. <laughs> you get them. You get them. I don't. I was sitting. Tidying in the shop yesterday, and I, and I, I dropped a full bottle of ink. I've got a wee bottle of ink uh, that I use for re-inking the the gun. You know the pricing gun. Yeah. It's like a wee bottle you take out, and you just like you use a stopper to to drop ink onto it, and then, and then it gets a few more months out of it. And uh, as I was tidying up and moving things around, I dropped a bottle of ink and it went all over the carpet. Um, luckily, it's it's contract carpet and it's black anyway, like black contract carpet. But I still had to get my hands and knees and scrub it. So that was that was my day yesterday, and it went all over my hands. Obviously, yeah, ink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I used to draw um, most of my comics traditionally, but I've moved digital because I can't stand the mess and the. the it's just mm. filthy, you know. Even if it's just pencils, you end up all covered in, you know. Yeah, all your hands. All yeah. over the place and sharpenings and you know everything. When I was pencil drawing as well, when you're using pencils, um, it gets all over your hands, but also you can't help but smudge the paper. I know you see a lot of guys at conventions wear a piece of paper, or a special piece of paper underneath that they move about. What's so that? Um, right, they're just when you're talking about inking and pencils and traditional and smudging and stuff, that's a wee one page that I've done with, or sorry, I wrote with uh, Matthew Bunce. Um, and he has done that all traditionally, uh, just pen, paper, and it's it's excellent, really, really good. Um, yeah, so there you go. Just to show you that, it's another wee cheeky, cheeky script, cheeky page that I've got done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most good. most of my stuff does start off in paper. Like this is what's this? Oh, this is actually the the Derringer and Son for Blazer Three. This is the the thumbnails, you know, the page layouts that I'm working from. And then, you know, sometimes some of the page, um, the panels, like, I think that's from, what's that from? That's from one of the Derringer stories. It starts off as a sketch on paper before it mm. gets tra translated into a digital image. I can't remember which mm. story that is. Is that? That's Derringer 1, I think. Yeah, it is. It's, it's the third panel 
from Derringer one. Um, so yeah, they'll, they'll sometimes start off as um, and here was I was trying to get a, this sort of guy crashing through a, a ceiling, glass ceiling sort of thing. A lot, a lot of it does start off like this, and drawing the characters and getting back into drawing the characters. In fact, there's some rough rough drawings for the current story. You know, so they do start as this. And what I'll do is I'll photograph them, take them onto the computer, and then start drawing. Kind of partly trace over them or redraw them digitally. Mm -hmm. I still I still work this way because it's I quite enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that that pad might be worth a few bob there, Collins, to this, someone. This pad, mm -hmm. I don't know. I know. It's it's true, true. Yeah, you call it Maxwell sketchbook and take it around mm -hmm. conventions. I think that's everybody does that. Mm. Yeah, I'll probably, I'm, I'm planning to take some stuff to um, to Lawless, some artwork. So probably some Blazer mm. artwork, some character stuff from the Blazer stories that I've done. You know, um, I, I think I'll take some of them. These are just this is these are actually just copies of the pages from the stories. But um, you know, I, I did some for uh, Kickstarter rewards. I did, uh, you know, the the villain character from the last Derringer and Son. Um, mm -hmm. Did some character, you know, character art for for her, which was the the mad woman on the bike, the motorbike. So I'm planning oh, to yeah. take some some artwork to Lawless, um, and, and if anybody wants to get get some of that stuff, then you can buy it from me um, when I'm there. Good stuff. How it is? All right, man. Is there anything else? Is that us? I think that's probably about us for the for the evening. Oh, you can go away and get your cake now. You know what? Cake, it's right in the corner of my eye, and I'm just like, sitting in the fridge as well before it gets too late. Yeah, yeah. So that's great. So uh, have we got to next week or next week? Sue from Lois. Um, have we got Sue next week? Yeah, I think so. No, I, you know, I genuinely can't remember. I think I think you could be right. I think it could be Sue. Um, and hopefully our compatriot in arms, um, Jeff, will be better by next week. Jeff, hope you're Jeff, well. Jeff, hope you're well. Um, I hope it's not coronavirus because we were in the pub just like 48 hours ago and uh, and you gave me a lift up. Um, did not drive home. <laughs> you get, you get your bus okay, Colin, yeah. I got, I got my right. about two minutes to spare. <laughs> Oh yeah, I yeah I got I got my bus um, mainly because there was a guy um, arguing with the bus driver. He, this guy drive guy was trying to get to Glenrothes, which is twenty miles away, um, hmm. and pretty much he had missed the last bus. Yeah, and he was arguing with the the, the, the bus driver who was only going as far as Cowdenbeath that his bus should have been going to Glenrothes. <laughs> you're not you're not going to get. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't going to get anywhere with that, was he? No, that's it. God knows. It's how it's not great service. I can't even get back from um, Fikirkodi. The last bus Fikirkodi to Thurisaith is quarter to ten. Um, yeah. So yeah, at ten to eleven, I think it was. He's certainly not going to get Fidunfermland to to to, to go and rot this. Might still manage a train, but I doubt it. Anyway, thankfully, he was arguing with the bus driver and was holding up the bus, yeah. and I was able to get the bus home. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got a couple of minutes where I managed to get mine, so home nice and easy. Okay, 
think that's well, going to be about us. Thank yeah, thanks, thanks guys for, 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 for joining in tonight, and thanks for mm -hmm. everybody who tuned in for our big birthday, third birthday bash. Um, I don't know if I can keep going and doing this much longer. <laughs> we'll see if we can get to, to year four. <laughs> we'll see if we can get to the end of this year. Aye. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, I think we've, we've talked about doing some more um, on the road sort of things, maybe visiting Aye. a couple of Try and mix it up a bit and get, get out to places. Yeah. That's the plan. Um, I would really like to, particularly for Scottish Comic Book Day, um, try and visit every comic shop in Scotland, if at all possible. That's a, a something I would like yeah. to aim to do. Yeah. And let's face right. it. Just independence or... or independence or... The furthest north is the Aberdeen. And then yeah. there, are, there are a few over, over in the west. Um, but most are central belt. So, but I think the furthest south is uh, Peebles, Subacomic and Peebles. Sub Subacomic so, and Peebles, yeah. They're going to be the, the furthest afield that I'll, uh, I'll need to go to, but I'd like to do that. Um, so yeah, if anybody yeah. is friends with um, anybody that runs a comic shop, we'd like to do that. We'd like to go and make, I'm a, I'm a, make I'm a, a video. You know, I'm in a Facebook group with most of these guys. I, I know the guy who owns Subacomic. Um, and I'm in, I'm in a group where there's, there's a there's a tiny shop in Calendar as well. Oh, Carnac Comics, yeah. I've been, been yeah, I've tried to go there a few times and it's been shut. It's like it's like yeah. Monday, and it was also during the pandemic as well. So you know, I'm, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, you don't know when he's going to be open. So you're um, the same way City Center Comics member that I call him. Oh yes, that's right. You know, you're supposed to open at 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock or something. It's like quarter past 12. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's just nobody there. <laughs> and then, um, well, you've all, you'd, all, you'd already left at this point in time. And then I went down to see you. It was still shut. And I'm walking back up. And here he is, sauntering down. <laughs> and it's like, uh, hey, are That's you the, the life of a comic shop owner, mate. That's what we do. Like, <laughs> we, we, we open it to, see, comic shop opening hours. Are are more of a, a hopeful sort of thing, you know. This is what we are. They're aspirational, you know. When I say ideally, that's the aspirational times. Yeah, ideally. Yeah, eleven o'clock means we should be there by twelve, and five o'clock opening means we'll definitely be at four at least. But you know, past that, we can't guarantee anything. Um, yeah, but yeah. go out and support your local shops, folks, if they're open. If they're open. <laughs> For <laughs> right, nice and one, folks. Easter, folks, do you gorge yourself on chocolate? And oh, um, of course, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's Easter, I. It's Easter this weekend. Oh, it's my my wife's birthday tomorrow as well. Right. Very happy birthdays. Happy happy birthday, my dude Jesus. Um, that's your wife's birthday. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's I think this is when he, he, he rose. Day, yes, it? he rose from the dead. Shall we start a petition for a banana, banana man statue? Yeah, yeah. One detail of a banana man statue, a really, really giant one, a really big, big one. You know, see it from from a distance, um, and I, I think she was also suggesting that he, he's going to have a banana in his hand. Um, and from a certain point of view, it might look a bit rude. 
<laughs> well, I am 100% behind that. On that note, until next week, friends. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Take it easy. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.